For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay Area Podcast and the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place that show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Once again, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter, and you can find me personally at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. So, since last week we finished our analysis of the LA Wildcats in their shortened inaugural season with the XFL. Uh, now we're going to transition fully into the San Francisco 49ers and talk about what they've done so far in free agency, as well as discussing their plan for the upcoming NFL draft. So without further ado, we're going to dive right in and start with a recap so far on the different moves that the 49ers have made. And hopefully that can help paint us a picture on what they have planned for the NFL draft. So without further ado, we're going to start diving in and talk about the additions that the 49ers have made so far on both sides of the ball. First of all, uh, they were able to keep Eric, uh, Eric Armstead on the defensive side of the ball. They were also able to keep defensive end uh, Ronald Blair for depth purposes. They were able to keep safety Jimmy Ward, uh, cornerback Emmanuel Mosley, along with defensive end Kerry Hyder and linebacker Joe Walker. So overall, kept a decent portion of some key pieces on the defensive side of the ball, mostly with Ward and Armstead, as they were fantastic last season, and they are definitely poised to put in a good uh, follow-up campaign, assuming that uh, the entire schedule will be played. Uh, that still remains up in the air based on the coronavirus, but based on projections from... Uh, different outlets and everything. It seems like, hopefully, uh, all of this will blow over uh, at some point before the start of the NFL season. Can't say the same about all the other sports. I guess that's the perks of the NFL starting in the fall. But it seems like, uh, based on how everything's going, that the 49ers did a pretty good job of retaining a decent amount of talent on the defensive side of the ball. However, uh, switching gears, talking about offense, they were able to acquire the 13th pick in the first round of the 2020 NFL Draft. They were also able to keep Matt Breida as a depth running back, which is kind of important because of the injury history of Tevin Coleman. They were able to bring back Kendrick Bourne, a wide receiver who had some big catches in the playoffs, along with offensive lineman Ben Garland, offensive lineman Daniel Brunskill, offensive lineman Sean Coleman, and they were able to acquire Travis Benjamin, so they did address uh, one need at wide receiver. One has to wonder how much of an impact Benjamin will have at the wide receiver position in comparison to the returning game because Benjamin has been a pretty solid punt returner over the course of his long NFL career. Uh, they were also able to bring back backup tight end Ross Dwelly, who played pretty well in the brief absence of George Kittle last season. And if Kittle hypothetically does get injured again, uh, Dwelly is definitely a capable backup. So those are the additions that the 49ers have made. Now talking about the subtractions or the people that are still currently unsigned, still a chance some of these people could come back, but just recapping everything from top to bottom. On the defensive side of the ball, the 49ers ended up losing defensive tackle DeForest Buckner. Uh, they traded him 
to the Colts for a first-round pick, the 13th pick that I mentioned earlier. Made sense. Uh, he was going to be due a massive contract uh, in the immediate future, and the 49ers decided to save their money and spend it elsewhere, so they were able to get proper value for him in return. Uh, they were able to... Uh, they ended up losing some other key pieces. Uh, they also lost defensive end Anthony Zettel. They lost defensive tackle Earl Mitchell. Uh, they lost defensive back Jason Verrett. Uh, they lost defensive back Dante Johnson, uh, Demontre Moore, and they also lost defensive tackle Sheldon Day. And then on the offensive side of the ball, they ended up losing wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders, wide receiver Jordan Matthews, uh, offensive guard Mike P- uh, Person, uh, tight end Garrett Selleck, tight end uh, Levine Toilolo, and they were also, unfortunately, uh, forced to lose Andrew uh, Lauderdale. So just recapping, just since I'm sure a decent amount of you haven't, didn't really keep track of the names mentioned there, the main issue that the 49ers have to address in the remainder for agency and as well as the draft based on the departures is the defensive tackle position. Uh, they ended up losing three defensive tackles and a, defense, and a couple of defensive ends, so I'm a bit concerned with the interior depth on that defensive line that was so great last season. Now, of course, you're not going to be able to replace Buckner's immediate impact based on the fact that he was an absolute wrecking ball in the middle of that defense last season, but at the same point, with all the draft capital uh, that the 49ers possess in the first round, uh, as well as uh, just some defensive tackles that are still on the market. You would expect the 49ers to try to address that sooner rather than later. Uh, the defense still should uh, still should be really good. Uh, probably, I'd say, borderline as good as last year. Uh, a little, maybe a little bit worse without Buckner. But as a whole, uh, you lose three defensive tackles. I expect the 49ers to address that in the immediate future, considering the fact that they actually did not sign a, def- a defensive tackle so far in free agency. But those are are the uh, additions and subtractions that the 49ers ended up going through through free agency, and hopefully that helps paint you a picture on what the 49ers have done up to this point. Uh, recapping the 49ers offseason, I'll give out my opinion on what I think about it so far. Based on what the 49ers have done, I'm going to give them a... I'm going to give them a B so far. They ended up losing some key pieces, but at the same point, they were able to retain a couple of pieces, which should help the 49ers defense still... Uh, you know, remain a solid unit in 2021. Uh, if you, well, 2020 season as well, along with 2021 for the postseason, assuming that they are able to make it back. Uh, getting back Armstead is a huge deal. Uh, he's really good. Jimmy Ward's definitely a key piece in that secondary, along with Emmanuel Mosley. Uh, definitely helps the secondary with the depth. I'm still a bit concerned, uh, based on the age of Richard Sherman, uh, about them potentially starting to plan for the future by attracting some younger targets in the secondary just to help, you know, the transition period. But as a whole, they ended up losing Buckner, but they got a first-round pick out of it, so I actually think they got a lot of value. If you compare it to um, some of the other trades that were made in the NFL, of course the the DeAndre Hopkins one is the biggest outlier for being the worst trade in terms of just getting absolutely fleeced because they traded the number one wide receiver for a running back who's had injury issues and didn't even get a first-round pick out of it, yet the 49ers were able to get the 13th pick in the draft with a defensive tackle. So I can't really complain about that. They got good value for Buckner. They did what they had to do. Now they have more cap space in the future to splurge on other key pieces and try to keep this core intact. And other than that, though, they ended up losing Emmanuel Sanders. I personally thought they'd bring him back. Uh, That's why last week I was talking about how the 49ers probably won't address 
the wide receiver position, but they decided to save money once again, kind of like what they did, what they decided to do with Buckner, and decided instead of shelling out a huge contract, they were just going to go cheap and potentially get a replacement in the draft because they'd be able to play uh, that specific player under a rookie contract for the next couple of years, which is always a huge plus for a Super Bowl contending team whose window appears to uh, to just be opening. So based on that, uh, you lose Buckner, you lose Sanders. I think wide receivers are more replaceable than more, most people think in the NFL. Definitely not as replaceable as running back, which appears to be um, a, con- a specific position where paying people large contracts seems to be a waste of money. Uh, but Sanders was solid after the 49ers acquired him in the middle of last season. Definitely had a solid run with the 49ers. Would have been a little bit better had Garoppolo connected with him in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, but that's uh, that's in the past. Uh, but overall, really not much to complain about. 49ers did a pretty good job of keeping the, the rest of the team intact. I'm still a bit concerned, though, that they lost three defensive tackles, but I do definitely expect them to address that in the upcoming draft, so stay tuned for that. But I'll give them a B. They got good value. They kept a decent portion of the defense. And offensively, uh, they still kept a decent amount, uh, especially in the offensive line, bringing back three offensive linemen. So I think that definitely will help. But overall, could have been a lot worse. So I will give the 49ers a B. Before we transition into my thoughts on the upcoming NFL draft, quick word from our sponsor. Style is changing. Formal wear is out. And t-shirts are in. Classic, uh, True Classic tees are personally my favorite. It's based in Los Angeles and a t-shirt company that's on the rise. The t-shirts are very soft. They hold up in the wash. And they are incredibly versatile. You can wear them out. You can wear them to work out in. And you could also wear them around the house, which is perfect based on the fact that most people are currently under self-quarantine. And the best part is that they are incredibly cheap. They're only $15. And now you can get them for even less Go to trueclassictees.com and use the code at checkout BLEAV for 20% off of your purchase. That's BLEAV, believe at trueclassictees.com for 20% off of your purchase. Once again, code word BLEAV at trueclassictees.com for 20% off of your purchase. And now, uh, talking about what other people are going to be doing during the course of this whole corona outbreak. Some people still have been trying to find ways to satisfy their gambling itch. And if you're going to try to find ways to gamble, you definitely should look into Bet Online, which has a ton of op- options for you to satisfy your gambling craving. Uh, I know that there's no more March Madness, and most of your leagues are currently um, either delayed or just haven't started yet. But BetOnline still has a hun- hundreds of ways to place wagers, including online casinos with poker and blackjack. And they also have other options for you to bet on sports. You have mixed martial arts if you want to bet on the upcoming Khabib and Ferguson fight. They still have American Idol. You can bet on stuff like that. You have the presidential elections. You have the spelling bees. You have the hot dog eating contest. ton of other stuff that you can do. They also have a lot of props for future bets uh, when in baseball, hockey, the NBA, and even the NFL draft if you wanted to put some money on where you think the 49ers will end up going in the first round. Uh, there's still a lot of fun to be had on betonline.com, and use the promo code MYPOD100, all one word, MYPOD100, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, for my listeners, 50% off with the promo code mypod 
uh, 100. Bet online, the fun never ends. Now, switching gears, talking about the upcoming NFL draft. Uh, first, going to give you a breakdown of the 49ers' actual draft pick, so you'll know where exactly they will be picking in the upcoming NFL draft. But before we do that, one brief uh, update with regard to the NFL. The NFL, with Commissioner Goodell, uh, officially announced today that he sent out a memo to all of the teams in the league stating that the NFL draft will not be delayed due to the coronavirus and it will be taking place during its normal time period in late April. I personally think it's the right move. You had some GMs and some owners uh, clamoring about potentially moving it back because there weren't going to be enough um, preparation times for to actually analyze players because pro days got canceled, etc. Uh, I still think that the NFL was right in keeping it at the end of the day, uh, people uh, can find film on everybody, and I'm sure all of these front offices have been game planning for the draft for the last couple of months, uh, not to mention the fact that most people have already been scouting during the course of the football season. So I definitely think that even though it would be more beneficial if there were pro days and there were ways for teams to actually analyze uh, the current state of some of the prospects, I still don't think it's that big of a deal. Every team's going to be... Ha- having the same disadvantage, so I do not think that it's an issue because of the fact that you might get slightly um, less preparation for it, uh, especially since most people have been stuck at home. I definitely think that front offices have already been going really, really deep into the actual uh, prospect crop pool, and I think you should see um, pretty much the same as it normally is. I don't think anyone's going to go into the draft and think that everything's going to go haywire because teams had a little bit less time to prepare. I don't think that really matters, and I think that the NFL made the right move on that one. But that's my brief rant on my thoughts with regard to the NFL draft. And I'm talking about the actual uh, San Francisco 49ers upcoming draft. They have two first-round picks, and then they have no draft picks in the second, third, and fourth rounds, which means that the 49ers, if you're a fan of them, you can probably take a nap for the entire of day, the entirety of day two at this point in time. Because they go straight from two first-round picks to two fifth-round picks and have absolutely nothing in between. Then they have a sixth-round pick and two sevens. But based on that, I definitely expect the 49ers with GM John Lynch to trade down at some point in the first round. You've already seen early in his tenure that he has the ability and he has the willingness to trade down for more value. They did it with uh, the Trubisky situation a couple of years ago where they ended up getting Solomon Thomas and they ended up trading down in order to actually take him. Uh, They traded down with the Bears, who I still found that trade laughable when it happened, and I find it even more laughable now based on how Trubisky's turned out. But the Bears traded multiple draft picks to move up one draft spot, and that shows that the 49ers were willing to part with their current draft position if it meant securing more value. I think the 49ers have to in exchange for a second and maybe a third because of the fact that they will definitely... Uh, miss out on some key prospects in the early part of day two since they have no draft picks to speak of. The only question is which pick they will be trading. Uh, I personally think they're going to be trading the 13 pick. I don't think they're going to keep it. Uh, If they do, then I expect them to potentially target a wide receiver, especially after Sanders ended up leaving. It wouldn't surprise me to see them potentially part with the 31st pick instead of the 13th, depending on who's available. But this is such a deep class for receivers that I definitely think it makes more sense for the 49ers to try to trade the 13th pick, assuming that one team is desperate enough to trade up for a Jordan Love type at the quarterback position. So I definitely think that that is a possibility. Uh, But assuming that the 49ers are going to keep 
their respective draft picks. With the 13th pick, I think that they will end up going wide receiver. Uh, if you look at Foxbet, they actually have props available uh, to see if a specific team will take an offensive or a defensive player with their first draft pick. And based on those odds, the San Francisco 49ers are currently favored to take an offensive player at minus 167. And to take defense, they are plus 130. So the general betting markets think the 49ers will go after a wide receiver in the early part of the first round. Uh, do I think it makes sense? I think it makes sense based on who's available. The main three that everyone's been talking about, of course, are Judy, uh, C.D. Lamb, along with Ruggs. I expect Judy and C.D. Lamb to be gone before the 49ers get the 13th pick. It's kind of an interesting situation because the two picks right in front of San Francisco are the Raiders and the Jets, and both of those respective teams also need a wide receiver. So you could potentially see three wide receivers get taken back-to-back-to-back, which hasn't happened for a while in the first round. I uh, definitely think it is a possibility. I think Ruggs will probably go last. He is a physical specimen, though, so there is a possibility that one team could take him earlier than people anticipate or even trade up in order to get him. I don't think that will happen, though, and I think the 49ers will probably end up taking one of those three, whichever one is left over, with the 13th pick, assuming that they do not end up shipping it. Uh, there is still a possibility that they could end up taking defensive tackle, uh, Javon Kinlaw, I mentioned that last week, especially after losing three defensive tackles. I think that that move makes a lot of sense. Uh, in terms of my thoughts on the prospects for the wide receivers, though, I think Judy's pretty good. I think CeeDee Lamb's pretty good. I personally think both of them are a little bit overrated. Uh, I think they have the ability to become steady wide receivers in the NFL, but I don't think any of them will become serious game changers, especially uh, considering how they performed in college. Judy's a very good route runner. He's, according to Todd McShay, a uh, about a month or two ago, he said that Judy was the best route-running prospect he's ever analyzed, which is definitely high praise from somebody of uh, Todd McShay's um, you know, stature in the uh, pre-draft analysis you know, field. But as a whole, Judy dropped a decent amount of pass at Alabama if he actually watched him play, and I'm a bit concerned with the strength of schedule that Alabama actually played in the sense that I don't know how good Judy actually is and how good he was made to look based on the awful non-conference schedule that Bama has played uh, during the time that Tua was the starting quarterback. Uh, with C.D. Lamb, I think he's also solid. Uh, Oklahoma, though, played in the in the Big 12. All, every defense was an absolute joke. And he also had some games where he kind of was non-existent. Uh, I actually had him on my fantasy team in college football fantasy. And if you have not tried that, I actually recommend it. I thought it was pretty fun. But... At the end of the day, he was wide open a lot. I think he's pretty good. He had some injury issues, though, late last season. Uh, both of them should be pretty good wide receivers. I don't really think any of them are going to be Hall of Fame worthy or anything like that, but I do think that they are going to be pretty consistent. Uh, now the third receiver is Ruggs, who the 49ers right now would be most likely to take because I think the first two will go before Ruggs. Um, Ruggs the biggest wild card. Out of all the receivers, projected to go in the first round for me, just based on the fact that he's an absolute speedster. He ran a sub-fourth. I mean, if you run in the four-twos, you're clearly doing something right. And if you've looked at his basketball dunk montage mixtape, uh, guy's got hops out of the gym. Definitely the greatest, he just has the greatest physical attributes out of all wide receivers in the first round. I think he's a wild card. I think he could potentially be a guy. Of course, the issue you have with Ruggs is that he's mostly a deep, a deep play receiver, so you haven't really seen much of his repertoire underneath because of Alabama's willingness to stretch the ball downfield. 
Uh, not based on Bill, but based on his production in college. He kind of reminds me of a DK Metcalf type, just based on the fact that in college, all Metcalf did was basically run go routes, and he had the ability to create separation. Of course, Metcalf is significantly bigger, and Metcalf is, I mean, if you've actually seen him working out or just seen him without a shirt on, you understand that he's just in a separate category when it comes to physical fitness. But Ruggs, based on production, is pretty much a deep play-only receiver right now. And assuming he will be able to develop, he has the ability to turn into a potentially special receiver because of his physical gifts. But the issue that I have with taking a wide receiver that early is because of the fact that there are so many receivers that are still going to be on the market. 49ers could potentially trade down from 13 to the late 20s, still end up taking a Justin Jefferson type out of LSU. Uh, you're still getting out of T. Higgins from Clemson, who's going to be available. I personally love Higgins. He's had some injury issues late in the season with Clemson. Um, as he ended up getting injured against Ohio State, and I believe he also got injured in the title game against LSU. But he's still a tremendous receiver, and I think both of them are still very solid options. And even if you could end up getting to 31, you still have an option of taking Denzel Mims, most likely, out of Baylor, who climbed up a lot of projections with his performance in the Combine, and I, as well as some of the uh, Senior Bowl games. So I definitely think that... Uh, the 49ers have the opportunity to draft a solid wide receiver late in the first round and to use that first pick in the first round, assuming they don't trade it, uh, taking a defensive piece to help uh, fill the void left with Buckner's departure. So for me, I think they could end up taking a wide receiver. That's pretty much what most of the projections have at this point. Do I think it's the right move? Probably not. I think that if they... There's really no wrong answer here. I think that they definitely have to trade one of the two picks, though. I think that is a given, and I expect John Lynch to do that. So for that reason, I definitely think that they would be better off trading the 13th uh, pick there and then taking a defensive player with the 31st pick and then potentially taking a wide receiver in the second round. That's my opinion. Uh, do I think they're going to do that? No. I probably think they're going to take a wide receiver with 13 and then trade the 31st for a second pick and maybe a a third or a fourth, but overall, uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see them take rugs. Uh, if you were looking at a price for them to take rugs, I mentioned it last week, but it has shifted a bit since Emmanuel Sanders officially left. So looking at uh, the projections for rugs, because I think he's going to be the third receiver taken, uh, the odds of him going to the 49ers are currently plus 600 on Fox bet, which is probably worth a bit of a sprinkle, but other than that, though, that's my thoughts on the 49ers with the uh, first round in the draft. Other than that, though, uh, before we conclude today's video, uh, one thing that people always want to focus, people have a hard time focusing on because of the difficulty or surrounding it, is trying to hire the perfect candidate for your business. And the perfect place to find that perfect hire is on LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is over 675 million members worldwide. And LinkedIn Jobs helps screen candidates uh, with the hard and soft skills that you're looking for so you can hire the right person extremely quickly. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds on LinkedIn. And why and why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com team. 
Once again, that's linkedin.com slash team to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Other than that, though, once again, quick reminder, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. Once again, though, let's get over this installment of Betting Bay Area here on Thursday, March 26th. And good luck to all of you and your respective bets today. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.